Yo, 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 yo. Good morning, everybody. Hello. Today is March the 10th, 2022. It's about 6.30 in the morning. Uh, I'm going to start building this episode. Uh, I got a couple things I want to talk about. Um, just in general. Uh, I haven't been... I haven't... I, I've been meaning to get a podcast up since the Putin one. Uh, but that kind of seems to be the most pressing issue but eh whatever we'll talk a little bit about that that situation um as we creep creep tiptoe closer towards world war three you know kind of feel like uh you know it's just you know on social media, people are just joking about it, and saying, like, "Dog, I don't think people realize the the seriousness of what's going on." But nonetheless, uh, I watched Archive eighty one with my girlfriend, and uh, I would like to talk about that for a little bit. Um, did you watch Archive eighty one? Uh, some sort of a cold. Demon, space, time traveling, altered dimension reality. I just got to say off the bat, it was a really good, it was an interesting series. Obviously, they they left room for part two. Um, it's an interesting series, interesting. It's interesting, I, I, but that's probably where my compliments gonna start because I was like confused as fuck at the end and not even that I was confused as fuck but then I just sat back and, re- and thought about it. I was like damn did they just really try to I think they just really tried to jam in every sort of paranormal cliche or any sort of sci-fi horror cliche into one um Series, I think that kind of worked against it a little bit. It it worked for it a little bit too, but it worked against it. I think in the long run. So, I mean, I don't know, but that's kind of what Netflix's deal is. It was kind of like a series loosely based off of like a Black Mirror type of thing, but not necessarily Black Mirror. It was just kind of weird. Okay, so. In the beginning, you find out that this guy... I think his name is... Um, it's not Dan, is it? I think it is Dan. Dan is some dude who... I think he doesn't have any family. Again, another cliche. He's kind of a loner in life. No love interest, no nothing. He's got a friend that's some sort of... Podcasting... Sci-fi, paranormal investigator type of dude. Again, another cliche trope that's slowly becoming overrated. Like me, the podcasting cliches. Um, and he basically, you know, some guy approaches him about restoring these classical tapes that were in a fire like 30 years ago and... They are trying to find out what's on the tapes. 
And so he reluctantly... But then again, they're like, okay, but you're going to go up to the woods. You're going to be... There's going to be no phone, no internet, no nothing. You're going to be locked up here for the duration of your time. You're going to get paid like $100,000. This, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, all the red flags go up because you're like, wow, well, who the fuck would accept such an offer? Like, you got to be dumb as fuck, right? But then again, the guy accepts it. So... In the beginning, it's a little slow burner. Like, the first episode, you're just kind of like, okay, what the fuck's going on? And you're not, it's not really making sense. And, you know, but it does get good. I'm not going to say that it doesn't get good. It's just a little bit cliche. a lot of it. But I think they, I think that they try to throw that in in every episode, I think. I, I think the, the, the producer, the director, was a little over creative with the with the story, as far in my in my opinion. But I mean, you might like it. I, I thought I enjoyed it, um, and I know it sounds like I'm coming off as a negative. It just gets a lot. There's just a lot of meat on the bone. So, anyways, the guy starts restoring these tapes, and like he comes across this girl named Melody Pendris, and like her story is just as wild too like she goes to this apartment called the Visser and she starts recording people and she tried to find her mother but nonetheless she's recording people and um then everybody's like giving interviews and then then you start and you run into like some some a child and or I think her name is Jess and she like she's interviewing her, but then like some exorcism shit happens, and like she starts levitating off the ground, and like she gets choked out, and she you know she collapses. You know, and they're like, "Oh my god!" Like something's happening, and they're hearing chanting, and there's a sex cult, but it's a demon cult, like in the sixth floor, and then nobody's allowed to go to the sixth floor. And then. I don't know You flash forward The guy's still restoring the tapes He's starting to see some shit In the tapes Like he's starting to seem Like a demon figure Obviously I don't know I don't understand How you don't How you Don't see the demon figure I don't know how he doesn't know What it is I, mean, I could clearly see him Surely he was staring at it Anyway so he sees the demon figure Like one time Then Melody ends up Spying on the residents Of the visitor And she sees him like humming some shit up in, I don't know, in the, in the community room. And she sees the little demon thing, but it's in a box. And, uh, you know, the story pushes on. Her friend comes to the apartment. They try to, the guy, I don't know, the, the leader of the visitor, he's like kind of like sketch as fuck too. He's got like multiple names and he's got like, this whole background. There's a Father Russo. They involve the Catholic priest for whatever reason. They kill the priest dies at some point, but um, I mean it's like all over the place. In this this series. In the meanwhile, the guy's restoring the tapes. He's got like a dozen or so tapes to restore, and like every tape, he's like getting pulled farther into the story. And which it is a really good story. Uh, you get pulled farther in because every time I was like, "What the fuck? What, the, what is going on?" Like I couldn't figure it out at the end. I was like. Well, not at the end, but the whole way I was like, it's a lot of twists and turns. Um, 
you know, and they try to get Melody into a psych, a psychiatric facility because they're saying she's crazy. There's a, there's, that goes through like the whole nine yards. Um, then you find out it gets towards toward, ladder towards the end, and you find out that originally, like at this mansion with these rich ass English turds, that they uh, they acquire all of these items. It's that little Caliego or whatever. Um, oh, there is a seance in there too. That see, a, it's so. Dan and Melody kind of meet and they talk to each other but obviously you know it's like he's not supposed to be in the visor but he's somehow in the visor and there's a little bit of time traveling going on sort of if, if that, that's the, what I want I don't know if that's what you want to call it maybe it was maybe it was a time teleportation maybe it was mental teleportation mental telepathy that's what's going on so he's talking to Melody and then at this seance that Melody has, Dan is talking to her, but she doesn't know who it is. She says she's dreaming it. And then that the demon Caliego or whatever his name is, like almost kills the the seance lady, like fucks up her face. Um and then Dan is seeing the demon again, like, and everybody at the visitor is weird. Like that, that it's casted really well. I got to say that they hit every cast and every side actor like to the T. To the, they nailed that shit to the cross, pretty much. There, Netflix or whoever produced Archive Eighty One was like, "Yeah, we're gonna get all these," because even the old lady uh, that gave Annabelle the painting. I mean, it was spot on. She was like evil as shit, but she's an old lady. But they had it casted right. They had the seance lady casted right. They had Melody Pendris casted right. Dan casted right. The the guy in Mystery Signals casted right. The podcast guy casted right. They had everybody casted right. Like, it was a good cast. Like, these are people you don't know of or have never heard of. But it was still a good cast. Um... Because I wouldn't know what the, I don't even have no idea what their names are. And the, overall, the series was good. Uh, so, anyways, so at some point they find out like that they try to summon Caliego like back in the 30s, around World War One or World War Two or somewhere around, around there. And uh, the lady that was in charge of that, uh, she breaks it down that Caliego's a god, but he's stuck in another dimension. He has the ability to create or destroy whatever. And there's a group of witches that are trying to stop. They imprisoned him in the first place, but then they're trying to. I don't. I don't know. They're, they're called the Balrogs or something like that. Balrog or like I said, they they touch on like every sort of cliche in. in horror trope in one and maybe that's what they were going for but to me they were like damn there's witches now damn there's wizards and shit like I was like damn like every episode there was a different piece of the puzzle oh there's a big puzzle anyways uh, they they try to summon Caliego and they the girl they end up sacrificing 
some other girl and she gets zapped into like the nothingness into the never never land of I don't know where she goes and then flash forward to Melody Pendris her friend Annabelle says she can see her and and uh like she's trapped in the painting and you find out that the visitor the painting is some sort of mold stemming from Caliego or that dimension and the sh- I don't know there's so it's a crazy ass story so um Melody Pendris ends up getting sucked into the to the light and that light actually causes a fire it burns down the place that's what actually burnt down the visitor in the first place but Melody Pendris somehow gets trapped in there with Samuel or whoever that guy was uh, he was trying to summon Caliego as well, but he ends up getting stuck in there with her in the time zone. I, I don't know, into the other dimension, the other world, allegedly. And then Dan, flash forward toward the very end, he and Melody Pendris's mom were trying to get Melody Pendris out. Because Melody Pendris is like in the bloodline of which she's some sort of she's a witch herself and um, that ends up happening meanwhile the Caliego is like roaming around in the in the other dimension now Melody Pendris comes out Dan stays in he gets trapped in the fucking other zone and he wakes up and it's basically he's pre 9-11 because you see the tray towers so they say it's like I think it's 1994 or something that's when he wakes up but he's like an adult meanwhile his dad has something to do with it his sister has something to do with it uh, they find Annabelle at a crazy house like later on uh, she gives Dan some tapes like they, there's all kinds of things going on and that's how it kind of ends he wakes up he thinks he's back in like it's 2022 now or whatever I guess he thinks he wakes up 2020, but he happens to wake up in like 1994. So he time travels to the past. But I'm not sure if it's time traveling or if the other dimension 9-11 never happened. See, they don't clarify none of that. And they kind of leave it on a massive cliffhanger. Because Samuel pulls Dan or Melody or one of them out of the dimension and into the back into the real world. But, they, but Samuel doesn't wake up with um, Melody Pendris back at the complex with the the podcast guy and the the witch mother. Um, she gets a good sort of happy ending, but maybe not. But they can't find Dan, so that's what I mean. There's like, but overall, I gotta say I'm gonna give Archive Eighty One like a seven and a half, not quite an eight, not quite a seven. Um, I give it a seven and a half out of ten. It's a really good show. Like if you're just into like kind of a sci-fi slash horror slash thriller slash incredible drama plus twists and turns plus witchcraft and demons. It has something to do with space and comets, um, ancient rituals, sacrifices, cults, the occult. Um, it's also got a little Black Mirror flavor to it. Uh, it's got... It's pretty good. I mean, like I said, it's, I, 
I, I gave it a seven and a half out of ten. Uh, you know, that's what I feel about it. Um, but it's it's still pretty good. I mean, I, I just think it was just a lot going on. But again, they, they may have been going for that. They may have been going for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's Archive eighty one in a nutshell. Like, um, in a nutshell, that's what it is. I mean, it's just it's a overall it's a good story. It's just there's just a little bit. Too. They had like somebody was like, oh, we'll involve this too. Like we'll we'll make the story this way. And maybe it's not. Maybe it's not a lot of cliche. Maybe it's just me. But I was like, damn. It was like every fucking thing like was like a different horror um, subject. And I was like, damn. Like, all right. But you know, I, I think they're gonna make a season two. Hopefully, because the season one was good enough for. I think it was good enough for to warrant a season two. That's what I'm getting at. And I kind of feel like they they probably will. Um, but with all that said, you know, I, I give it like a seven and a half out of 10. You know, if you liked it, maybe I'm rating it really low. And some of you might have not liked it, made it rated, rated too high. But I think I'm right in, right, right in line. I think it was really good. Um, definitely the cast was good. The sound effects were good. Uh, all of that was pretty good. So when we come back, we're going to get discussing some other stuff. Maybe we might talk about the trip I took to the Santa Monica Pier the other day. And uh, a couple other subjects along the way. So stay tuned. Uh, I'll be back in a GIF. And uh, hang tight. Alright, I'm back. So we just talked a little bit about Archive 81. Uh, I'm going to give a final thought on it. Uh, I liked it. Um, it's pretty good. Like I said, it's 7.5 out of 10. Could have been better. Could have been a lot worse. But it was very good. Um, Melody Pendris was hot. And she's a good actor. And her friend Annabelle was hot. Good actor. Dan was convincingly... Like if he was actually part of the deal. Uh, everybody seemed in place. It was a pretty good little... I don't know how much Netflix spent on making it. Maybe they spent $10 million or whatever. But it was. I think it was worth it. It was worth the watch. I don't think it's... Um, breaking social media but it is pretty it's a good little episode it's a good little uh you know like i said it's in the horror horror uh i can't say horror right um dark demonic cultish genre and it's you know i actually like horror i wish horror movies were uh, a little bit more pronounced nowadays, but they're just not. They just don't make them good. Uh, but this was good. This was a good little thriller. It's actually, it gets you wrapped up because you're like thinking of what's going to happen next and you don't know and they twist it up. So it's a good watch. Um, but moving on from all that, let's talk a little bit about the Russian situation and the gas prices going out of control. Uh, again, I, I mean, I, I don't know how many times I got to say this, but. Elon Musk has failed the common man and he's so smart that he's failed uh, he's failing the higher the gas prices go the bigger of a fucking douchebag he looks he's got the technology to make everybody um, driving on his Teslas and I know he he's out to make a profit too 
But I, I've often felt if he would stop fucking around with space and stop fucking around with some other money ventures that he has and things of the nature and just really focused on the Tesla brand, uh, he would have already killed Ford, Chevy, Dodge. I mean, right now, he should be out there pumping Teslas out there for anybody who wants a car. Get an electric car that self-drives. You know? It should be pumping. This should be... Like, people should be out there saying, Wow, you know what? Fuck the gas. I'm just going to get a Tesla. That's what it should be. They should be... People should be trading in their vehicles for a Tesla right now. You know, I just spent $6 a gallon for diesel... And I kind of feel like, you know, it's not at the tipping point, but it's pretty much like, it's almost at the point of where you kind of got to believe that like, if it goes up to like $8, I might tip people over the edge. It might, people might actually stop driving because of that, but it doesn't have to be that way. We have the technology. $6 a gallon gas, diesel. It's almost $6 a gallon for regular gas, like five something. We have the technology, and I know people have got the technology. Some people, you know, they have those um, where you could just charge your phone on a little charging pad. How hard is it to do that? You know, on a big scale, so where when you park your car on your driveway, you know, your car charges. How how hard is that? I mean, the technology is already there. I mean, it's already there. How hard is it to, you know, I... I know electricity people are like well there's you know it's only you know we need um, the turbines and windmills you know what scientists can you know things exist like bluetooth and wifi and, and the internet and cell towers what I you know it's so crazy to me I can get on my phone I can send a text message I could type it up it probably take me longer to type up a text message here in California than it would be to send it and deliver it to a person in New York. It'd probably take me 30 seconds to type up the message, a thoughtful message. Probably take three seconds to get to, like, New York or get to get to even fucking, like, I wouldn't even say overseas. I've never texted anybody overseas, but it doesn't take minutes I'll tell you that right now. It don't fucking take minutes. So the technology is already there. We sent up... And I know the cell towers... You know, people are like, well, that's not for energy. But why Why can't we repurpose... Or why haven't we figured out how to trap... Some solar flares, some sun solar... Uh, in deep space... Where we don't... Where it's not... Uh mandated that it be fucking sunny because there's no shade point some fucking 
radiation catching. There's already radiation just like nuclear. There's nuclear... Why can't we nuclearize and get some fucking energy out of space and then beam it down to Earth like the satellites do with your fucking text messages? How fucking stupid is it that we don't have some technology like that already? Why the fuck are we not living like the Jetsons? Um, If it's big oil, I hope gas goes up to $10 or fucking $12, fucking $20 a gallon. Motherfuckers in the United States will simply will not drive. We just won't drive. Bankrupt those fucks. Bankrupt the oil producing countries. Bankrupt them all. Fuck, fuck the oil. Oh, you don't need the fucking oil. That's what I fucking feel like. And I think it's a big, you know, Biden, yeah, going to get a lot of slack right now. And I, even I kind of feel like, okay, you know, you know, like, come on, Biden. But I mean, I've been complaining about gas going up and high during Bush era, during Obama era, during the Clinton era. My parents have been complaining about gas. During the Trump era, during now Biden's era, the gas keeps going up. People keep saying the gas is going up, going up crazy high. Yes, it is. Um, but then again, it's been going up. Gas used to be like five cents a gallon, just like your hamburger and your milk was. You know, it's been steadily going up, just like the price of the house is. Like, it's just going up. But we have technology to battle that, combat that. Um, and I understand that not every single vehicle on the road is going to be a Tesla. I understand that it's not, all, you know, sometimes you need a diesel truck. Um, but homeboy Elon's fucking around in space and the SpaceX. What the fuck does anybody want to go visit space for? There's nothing fucking out there. See, if I was the president of the United States, I would have already called up Elon Musk, I would have called Bill Gates, I would have called, you know, probably Jeff Bezos, I would have called the heads of the Ford, Chevy, and Dodge, perhaps even the representative of Nissan's and Toyota's here in the United States, I would have called the oil company and I said, look, you've got six months to put the gas back down to fucking like a dollar fifty. And at the same token, you've got like one year, maybe two years to convert every single fucking gas station to an electric charging station. And I would have demanded that all cars be now hybrids from now on. Recall every single car. They have the money. These big corporations are running around with billions of dollars. They have the money to produce cars. The government can subsidize. We're no longer at war. Thank God. We cannot subsidize. Okay. It's going to cost 5000 to build. The government's going to shell that out. The companies can just build it. And, and pump them out. And take money from the people that want a luxury one. Get this shit done. We've got. We've got. And then we can put the top scientists. I don't know who our top scientists are in, in this day and age but we need to get the top scientists out there to figure out like I said how to trap that radioactive solar all those solar flares the fucking solar spikes sun energy from deep space figure the fucking shit out bro 
Um, but it's a failure on the United States government's part. Really, it was a failure. You got to go all the way back to George Bush Sr. When he was fucking around with Iraq way back when. Uh, got past it, Clinton. Clinton also did some airstrikes. There's a little bit of failure there, but he gave us the internet. Okay. Uh, and then Bush again really failed us uh, with 9-11, you know, and then and then involving us in a war that we just couldn't get out of. Um, and I agree, you know, I'm wholehearted. I, I kind of support the military. And when I say kind of, I, you know, when it comes to defense, yes, but we don't need to be in war for 20 years. I believe we should have gone in there, hunted down the president of Afghanistan hunted down the Taliban and and got that done quickly the fact that it took like 10 years or 12 years however long it took to get Bin Laden was a fucking joke uh, and we should have eradicated the Taliban at that point uh, we should have said look if you're going to harbor terrorists we'll just come in and we're going to run this shit ourselves um, we'll put our own puppet president in. You know, we're going to change the laws and everything. We'll over, overthrow your government or we'll leave you in with nothing. Let Pakistan take you over or another country. And that's what we should have done. Uh, we try to let them do free election. They don't want it. Fine. Uh we should have known the Taliban, you know. There's different things we could have done different. I think we should have just killed everybody and just assigned our own person in there and then run things that way. Um, and that's how we should have done it. But we didn't do that. We ended up staying there. And then we put... Then we let their people pick a president who was nothing more than just an asshole... And, I mean, that wasn't good either. It just sucks. It just sucks that we've wasted two decades. It's 20 years of war. Of money and just fucking things that went into there. Instead of fixing all the shit here. You know, and the gas is now high and people are complaining. And I, you know, I kind of feel that too. I'm like, damn. But I don't feel as if it's... This is a failure on a lot of people's... It is a little bit of failure on the president. I wish... They did the presidency like they did back in the day... When it came to like things like the Manhattan Project... Or... Or Social Security... Or retirement, you know... Or, or like... the Like, this is what it's gonna be. You can get it done... Fuck the Congress. Fuck the Senate. Get it done. Privatize it. Or we'll do it for you. You know. These companies are still going to make a lot of money. We Everybody still needs tire. And I think I think actually. We spend a lot on oil. And in fuel. And in also tires. In some. Um, like generators and shit like that that goes into fabrication. Okay. Fine. But if we're only minimally using oil and we have our own oil here, 
that should be the case. That really should be the case. We shouldn't be importing from nobody. And it has nothing to do with trade. But we should just be off of oil in general. This is but this has been going on for I don't know how many years. Um but yeah, that's that six dollars a gallon my thoughts on it. Um kind of feel like this is just the American people uh put up with it. You know, and I, and that's what I say, they're gonna put up with it because it I think eventually the gas will turn around. I think we'll get it back down to like four dollars or like the high three dollars or like four twenty, and then people were not going to bitch about it anymore. But I'm already dead set. My next car, whenever it is, I have to regretfully buy a new car. It's going to be an electric hybrid. I'm going to get an electric car because I'm not putting up with this shit no more. I-, I was close to doing it when I bought my Nissan Sentra about four or five years ago now, and I would have at that time. I would have done it but the Toyota Prius was a little bit out of my budget but you know now looking at it it probably would have been in budget I probably would have paid less overall for that car I would have would I would have not spent in gas I could have used to pay to make the payment and obviously I could have I would be I would be dancing on motherfuckers right now like that I got a Prius and I don't have to worry about how high the gas gets, more or less. But the next car will be. I'm not. I'm not putting up with this shit no more. I'm just not. That's just my consensus. I'm not doing it. Uh, motherfuckers got me fucked up thinking I'm gonna just pay six dollars the rest of my life. I'd rather not. I honestly would rather not drive. I'll take an Uber, or I'll, I'll get into fucking. I'll just get an electric car. That's what it's gonna come down to. My cars are already little. And that's just what it's going to come down to. I just feel like... The day the gas guzzlers are over. That shit have been over a long time ago. You know? And, um... That's what it is. I mean, I want an electric car now. This, that's, this might be the final time that I ever... Well, I'm not so because... You know, I'm not going to just buy an electric car. I got my cars and, and now that they're not... My cars are almost paid for. I'm going to, in turn, keep them as long as they're alive to avoid a payment, save up some money. You know what I mean? You pay your car off, you want to enjoy it for a number of years after. I have my car, it's about four and a half years old now, almost five. Um... I'm going to enjoy it for like another four or five years after the fact. But if I don't have to make a car payment, then I can just... I don't mind paying a little bit more for gas, I guess. Because I won't be... But the fact that if you got to make a car payment and put expensive-ass gas and expensive-ass insurance, they got me fucked up. They got me all the way fucked up. But moving on from that, uh, the other day I went to Santa Monica. Uh, I actually went to LA in general. I went to... The Grand Central Market, which I've gone to now like two or three times. And I really love the food there at the Grand Central Market as we move past gas. The Grand Central Market's got a lot of good things to eat in there. You know, the Anna's Tacos. They got the Donut Man. They've got, uh, I can't think of the ice cream joint. McConnell's ice cream. 
the ice cream is good, especially when they stuff in between the two cookies. Um, I haven't tried their. I keep wanting their the ramen spots. I haven't tried, but I tried their nurse. Their Chinese joints are pretty good. Uh, I've had the wood fire, the wood oven pizza a couple times. It's really good. I, I really like how the Grand Central Market is. And I'm not even sure if it's the Grand Central Market, but it is. Uh, the food right there in LA is really good. Egg slut is over there. I, wa- I want to try an egg slut uh, egg sandwich. I mean, there, and then they have the. I think they have the chicken there too. I, there's a lot of things I want to try there that I haven't tried. Um, and there's a lot of things there that I, I've had the PB and J. There's just things there I want to try else, you know. And you know, but the food is good. So, but but keep in mind, I went. I was when I was going to LA. I wasn't originally gonna go to Santa Monica. I was gonna take my girlfriend out to the Griffith Observatory but I didn't know that they're not open Monday to Thursday they're only open Friday, Saturday and Sunday which is kind of weird you think they'd be closed like Saturday and Sunday but then again maybe more people show up on Saturday and Sunday uh, but they're not open Monday to Thursday and I'm not sure if that's COVID related or they just not open Monday to Thursday um, they're open Friday, Saturday and Sunday and when I went uh, like two years ago I think I went on like a Friday or Saturday. And I had fun there. Uh, it's it's very interesting. You know, very interesting place. Very nice place too. Very clean and all that. But I was going to go there. We didn't end up going there because it was closed. So I was like scrambling for ideas. I knew I was heading out to LA. So we headed out to LA. We got, we made a stop and I was like, all right, well, we're not far from Santa Monica. Let's just go. I hadn't been to Santa Monica, the pier, in quite some time, you know, and just hadn't been out to the beach in quite some time. Well, actually, I went to Cancun, but that doesn't, doesn't count. I haven't been to the beaches at home where I'm at. I hadn't been to Santa Monica in about five, six, seven years. I think the last time I went, I went to... The last beach I went to in California was, I think, Costa Mesa? No, not Costa Mesa. Maybe... Uh, Laguna Niguel or somewhere over there. I went with my family, the, uh, my mom and a couple of my aunts. I think they were down for a wedding. Went out there to the beach. Hung out with them for a little bit. Um, but yeah, I hadn't been to Santa Monica in a while. And I was, you know, parking was relatively cheap. It was like seven bucks. Mind you, it went on a Monday, so I don't know if it, the rate goes up on the weekend. Uh, my girlfriend got a Starbucks that's right there. Uh, and then we walked on the on the pier. The You know, we ended up riding the big Ferris wheel. Uh, Pacific, I think it's called the Pacific, what is it called? I don't know what it's called, but it's uh, the little, their little... It's rides. They have like a roller coaster there. They have the roller coaster. They have the Ferris wheel. They have the Pacific Plunge. They have uh, teacups for the kids. They got an arcade. We went to the arcade. Uh, ended up playing the Halo game in there for a while. I tried to win uh, the claw machine of Pokemon. Was unable, unsuccessful. Um, I ended up buying me a chopper hat from One Piece. 
but we were at the arcade. The arcade was a little bit expensive. I think I ended up spending like about about fifty bucks. But I mean, they, that's how they make their money. Every game is a dollar. You can't get. There's no games in there for a quarter. Obviously, there's no games in there for a quarter. But the arcade was bumping a little bit dingy, but it's bumping. Uh, you could tell that for a Monday they were making money. Uh, and with you know they, but they should put in some newer games. They do have newish games, but they should put they should put in newer. There's some dated games out there, games that don't work. Some of the shooting games, and I don't know how hard it is to get some of that stuff out and redo it, but or clean it. But they need to have somebody do all that because arcade is bumping. The air hockey's bumping. Skeet machines bumping there's a lot of good games in there to play uh if you've never been to santa monica i highly suggest checking out their little arcade there it's pretty it's pretty dope and also the the roller coasters are nice the ferris was a really nice touch my girlfriend we kind of do this thing where we go on every ferris wheel that we see uh or she likes and i don't mind it as well it's a roller coaster it's uh you know, go slow enough so you're not screaming for your life. Although I like roller coasters myself, it just I don't really go no more. It's not something I actively like. Oh, let's go ride the newest roller coaster at Six Flags. It's not something I actively do anymore. I used to back in the day. I used to like it, not not just because of the cheap thrills, but you know, I used to like going fast and being on the edge of danger. But I don't know. Not in my older days. I like low and slow, you know, Cadillacs, things of the nature. You know, when I'm cruising on the freeway, I don't even go more than like 40 miles an hour. So, yeah, it gives you or 50 sometimes. I mean, I love traffic because I just, I just chill. It's just sit and chill. It's all I do. Um, but that's that's just what it is. I mean, I kind of feel like, you know. It's just like the roller coaster is something I used to do. It's not really so much, but I like the Ferris. So the Ferris was more my style. It's chill, calm. I can just roll a Ferris wheel around in a circle, and every major spot's got one. Like the Irvine Spectrum. I really want to go to Coney Island to do. I'm torn when I'm going back to New York if I want to go back into the winter because the winter vibe is so cool. Especially the holidays, like Christmas and stuff. The the town really that's when I think New York shines its best is right around Christmas. Cause when I went around that time I was like, yo, this is dope. Like it looks actually how you see it in the movies. Um and that's where I think too New York shines more so than LA. Uh because of the the vibe it's got you know in LA there's no snows in in LA you might actually sweat during Christmas and some people like that because they're like fuck the cold but if you're grown up and you've been propagandized by American movies New York or Christmas is really a, a treat um, but I want to go to Coney Island to ride their their Ferris wheel and stuff It'd be like the craziest thing to do seeing as they just went to Santa Monica recently um, but with that said, I mean, we walked, we walked up and down the pier, you know, we were there at sunset, it was kind of nice. Uh, 
took some pictures. Uh, we ended up eating at Bubba Gump Shrimp, which I I thought the food was okay. My girlfriend didn't like her ping pong uh, pasta. And rightfully so, because it was kind of just like... I could have made better craft macaroni and cheese at the house. Um, but, you know... I thought the food was going to be good, so we stopped there to eat some dinner. Um, and then when we were coming back, I ended up putting gas at like, like almost six, oh, like five seventy-five a gallon on the way back because the alley price is a little expensive than where I'm at. And that pretty much was the day when we were out there. I mean, we didn't. We just walked around. We didn't do much. Uh, I kind of feel bad because I told her we would go to Venice, but. She didn't really have a good dinner, so I didn't really think about going to Venice after the fact. Because I was like, fuck, man. Like, And then we were out, like, you know, Santa Monica's far. Now, when we were headed back, there's no traffic. But Santa Monica is far. Uh, and, you know, again, I wasn't planning on going there. So maybe next time I'll take her to Venice Beach or Manhattan Beach. You know, there's a couple of dope beaches along the Pacific Coast Highway, which is... I mean, PCH is dope. Even up towards Santa Barbara area, like the 101 and PCH, all of those are like it's a it's a really tree. If you've never been to the West Coast, uh, I highly recommend. I mean, I would love to as a goal one day start in San Diego on the Pacific Coast Highway One that comes up through Mexico, and just take it from there all the way up to uh, Washington or Oregon, whatever state is, uh, I think it's Oregon, and drive it slowly, even if it takes me like three or four days, like just to do that, or maybe even five days, but do that as my vacation, because I've never seen Monterey, I've never seen Big Sur, I've never seen some of these other spots, like Malibu, I've never really driven to Malibu, um, you know, it would just be nice to just drive up and then stop at those little like the little hotels a little uh, I think they're bed and breakfasts along the way and you know Santa Monica is right up you know that alley I mean if you've never been to Santa Monica it's really nice uh, the pier is really nice the beach if you've watched YouTube people work out they're always at the Muscle Beach uh, the beach is dope um, the water is dope you gotta kind of uh, take in LA for what it is. It's a big city, so of course you're gonna see some homeless. Of course you're gonna see uh, some crazy shit. But for the most part, it's chill. It's not as crazy as it once was back in the day. Um, but yeah, LA. You know, I've had, we had fun. Yeah, for the most part, we had fun. Dinner kind of sucked, but I ended up we ended up stopping and getting her some in and out. Uh, you know, over closer to where we live. Got her some in and out, and you know, just kind of, you know, ended the, the day that way. But that was my little. I just went out there for a couple hours. We said we went out to Grand Central. We we're gonna hit Griffith Observatory, but I didn't know they were closed. But now that I know that, I mean, it's one of those things. I want to go to the LA Zoo. We were thinking about going to the the botanical gardens, but she couldn't figure out where where the botanical gardens were. But I think there's a couple in L.A. And I like the Botanical Gardens because I went to the one up in San Francisco one of the last times I was up there. 
And I was like, damn, I never even came to the fucking... The garden section of uh, San Francisco. I never walked through it. And there's a shitload of stuff to do there, too. That's something I've never done. And they have, like, some free-ass museums in there. Uh, and I'm... I'm looking at that. And, I'm, and I, too, I want to go back to New York because... That Central Park is... You could just... There's a shitload of stuff to do in there, too. They have a zoo that I didn't see. They have an ice rink. I mean, it's, a, it's crazy. What's in Central Park and what's in... San Francisco's big park in the in the middle of the city, um, and I know they got a zoo in San Francisco too that I would like to check out. Um, and also, I went to the aquarium by Pier Thirty Nine. The aquarium's cool. It's a little small, but it's cool. Uh, the aquarium of the Pacific in Long Beach is dope. Uh, you know, there's just some cool stuff to do. And I've been, I've been telling my girlfriend I'm going to take her to San Francisco. So maybe we'll do that one of these days. We're going to drive up the one. Uh, we'll head down to San Diego and then just drive it up and see what it's like. You know, hit all the traffic lights and, and keep going. You know. And, uh, yeah. Maybe we'll do that one of these days. Uh, soon. But back to Santa Monica. Yeah, uh, Bubba Gum Shrimp. I mean, maybe if you just want some drinks and some light chow, might be the best, better, better, best way to go instead of thinking you're gonna get a five star dinner. But there's plenty of spots in the actual city of Santa Monica um, to eat at, and that's kind of, you know, you gotta kind of, you gotta kind of know where you're going ahead of time. We didn't, I didn't really know what we were gonna do there. I just kind of took her there. Um, but that's it for this episode, guys. Um, I'm trying to watch Disenchantment season, I think, three or four. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Minecraft. Uh, I haven't played in a couple days, but maybe I'll play tonight because today I have off. I'm working out. Um, losing a couple of pounds. My weight goes up and down, so I'm not sure if it's me or the scale that's fucked up. But I think I can do better on my diet. And, um... As we go forward, I'm going to try to cut it down only one sheet day a week. Uh, because the working out, I'm working out really good. I'm burning upwards of like a thousand calories per workout in an hour. Uh, and I also, I need to work out three days a week. Perhaps even four if I get bored. But I'm working out only two days a week. I need to get it up to three. So I'm really going to start trying that this week. I worked out yesterday. Today's my off day. I'll work out tomorrow, which is Friday. Um, and then I'm going to work out on Sunday. Come hell or high water. I don't got nothing on the docket for Sunday. I'm going to work out uh, and sweat it out in my garage. And hopefully I'm down more pounds. The goal is I need to get down to 250 pounds by December. Which right now is about 70 to go. I'm hovering, I'm hovering around 320, but my diet has been good. Just my workout has been... Well, actually, my diet is not really great. Well, it's, it's decent. It's decent. I think I can do better. And I can do better working out. I'm going to hit that 250 mark. As so I can fit on Harry Potter. Because I'm a fat bastard. 
but I'm gonna be just fat <laughs> coming up. But nonetheless, um, that's again it for this episode. So, oh, if you were playing Minecraft, I never beat Final Fantasy VII, the redo. But I kind of felt like I played the most, and I don't want to finish it because it's not. I don't want to get left on a cliffhanger. I just bought it because the guy gave it to me for twenty bucks. Um, but you don't get all the characters in Final Fantasy VII. I already seen that. I already maxed out on the characters, and the stuff that I really liked about the old Final Fantasy. There's a lot of things I liked about the new one. But the stuff I liked about the old one was I loved the chocobo racing. I loved just walking around. I loved... Uh, there's a lot of things in fighting the ruby and emerald weapon, but they're not in this. Um, but I per- for all intents and purposes, I've pretty much played the whole game. I have it. I haven't played it. Uh, I have Marvel Ultimate Alliance, and I played it a little bit, but I haven't finished it with anybody. Um, I play Minecraft. I've been building shit in Minecraft, and I'm trying to figure out how to make a map. Um, but I don't know. You know, Minecraft is just a casual, leisure game to play. Uh, I'm getting just basically my girlfriend doesn't like video games, so you know. But I might play. I might play Minecraft till I get my feel of it uh, eventually, and then eventually, you know. Uh, after I get my feel of it, maybe I'll play survival mode. I don't mean I don't know. It's already kind of the do or die for the PlayStation Five. Like it's either you get it and you start playing these other games, or you don't get it and you don't play the games. And I might get stuck on the PS Four. And I don't want to shell out you no know, thousand bucks for PS Five. They're tripping. That is some bullshit. I'm not doing that. I'd rather just stick to my phone games and and play. Uh, and play on the PlayStation 4 for as long as I can. Because I'm not getting no PS5. The, the, the console games, have re- they've really... Uh, they shot themselves in the foot. I'm not I'm not spending no G. I'm not spending the rack for that. They're, they got me all the way fucked up. Uh, but with that said, you know, that's it for this episode. I'll get this posted up as soon as I can. Uh, I got some concerts coming up soon. Uh, some tours. I'm trying to go to see Haybreed Parkway Drive, the Acacia Strain in Orange County on June the 4th. I know, and that's right around the same fucking time as Lorna Shore, Suicide Silence, and Carnifex is hitting the House of Blues. So I'm not to really find out what days is what for all that. And then I think that's the only two tours that I really want tickets to. Uh, I want to see Bad Bunny, but I don't know if that's going to happen at SoFi. The tickets are expensive, man. Um, but we'll see. But that's it for this episode. I'll get this up. Yeah, I've been lagging it a little bit uh, on the episodes. Uh, but I got content coming. We got content coming. So that's it for this episode, guys. I'll catch you guys later. Uh, late. <laughs>